With COVID, I really created almost a pie where I said, how do I, what is true wealth? I said, how do I define wealth? And I actually wrote that down here and I broke wealth down into time, financial, mental, call it mental, spiritual, money, and relationships. Hmm. Frog and boiling water. Everyone wants to do the things to earn money or make a living or provide for the family. But I kind of realized if I don't have my health, what's everything else for? What is up, my friend, and welcome to The Dan Go Show. I'm your host, Dan Go, coach to high-performing entrepreneurs and professionals. And what we do at The Dan Go Show is tease out the best practices of the highest-performing entrepreneurs in the world while sharing cutting-edge, evidence-based information to help you become healthier and wealthier. So if that's what you're into, you're in the right place. Click that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so every time one of my episodes goes live, you'll be the first to know. What is up and welcome to the podcast. I have here uh, my friend, my client, and I would say uh, sort of like a a little bit of a financial mentor of mine. Uh, his name is uh, Chris Bailey. And, uh, and Chris, welcome to the podcast. Uh, can you please uh, tell the folks here, probably the one person that's listening right now, uh, exactly what it is that you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Chris Bailey, and and first and foremost, I'm a husband and father of four. I have four kids, eight and under, so pretty busy household. And when I'm not being a father and a husband, uh, I'm a fixed income bond manager. So I do investments specifically with debt of companies. So that's what I do by by trade, and that's that's briefly me. Yeah, it's uh, it's. It's actually uh, this is the time where your expertise is is being put to the test. I'm guessing, like right about now. And uh, I do want to talk a little bit about that recession stuff and uh, you know what you're doing to to create a moat for your family. But that'll be a little bit later. Right now, sure. You know, we're we're talking about your health, and um, you know, just uh, previously you have actually dropped thirty pounds in our program. Uh, you've been uh, just crushing it with the workouts now. You know, I'm fast forwarding a lot, but what exactly was the trigger for you to start taking your health seriously? Yeah, I think there were two. So I, I've, I've told you this before, and I'll share the story. Call it fall of 2021. I was thinking two things. My, my fourth child was about to be born. So he was born in December. And so that was on my mind. And I was kind of doing the math of, okay, I'm 41 or 40. How old am I going to be, assuming everything goes well with this last child? Coupled with COVID, and not to get into COVID, but just so much information, so many opinions, I said, what can I take away from COVID? And in short, it was get healthy. And so call it me having my fourth child coupled with COVID, it led me to this get healthy. And I'd always been someone who went to the gym, exercised, but I was, I was ignorant. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get healthy for these reasons, but I need help to do it because I've been exercising for years, but you know the results weren't being shown or <laughs> maybe getting worse, right? So I don't know how I followed you on Twitter. I don't know 
you know, you must have got me some targeted ad or something. But <laughs> I saw a tweet shortly after I had this thought, and I'm going to probably botch it. But it said basically, you know, parents, you'll all die for your kids, but how about get healthy? And that to me was the answer to kind of my question or I'll say prayer of point me in a path to help me get healthy. And so I remember I, I saw that and I, I sent you a DM on Twitter. And I don't know, a couple of weeks later, we were we were off and going. And I remember thinking like, did I really just sign up for this? Like, I'm not an emotional person. I don't make emotional decisions. But I was like, it was kind of like zero to 60. Not, not that it was, you know, to change, but I just made the decision that quick because I knew, knew I needed something. And that led me to you. And it's been 10 months and here we are later. And it's been transformational. And I have so many takeaways and we can talk about that. But basically, it was, it was my fourth child and COVID was the catalyst to get me to do something about it. Cool. And then, and then what kind of, what was your health life like before? Um, I mean, cause you were working out and you were kind of like, I guess you could say, quote unquote, keeping yourself as healthy as you could. Uh, but, but what was it, what exactly was your health like, uh, before kind of taking on all these new habits, uh, taking on kind of like this different way of approaching your body? Well, it, it, it wasn't great. And, you know, I'll say two of my lessons learned, I'll, I'll share here. For the first lesson I learned is you don't know what you don't know, right? And as I started this program, I learned that one, I ate way more than I needed to. But I thought that was like normal. And I learned that a lot of things I thought was healthy are not. Like peanut butter, banana, I thought that was awesome, healthy <laughs> snack. Nuts, healthy protein. And it wasn't until I started tracking, seeing, that I realized, well, I need to change a few things. So one, you just, you don't know. And I feel like when I go to the gym or now, most people just don't know what well, we're ignorant. Yeah. And, and the second thing I learned, you know, talking about my old health habits was I equated going to the gym and physical exertion as a healthy lifestyle. But what I've since learned to not jump ahead was it's really consistency and discipline. It's not exertion. So to answer your question, I would go to the gym, I would exercise, but my eating quantity and habits were, were horrible. I've also changed up when I work out, but I just didn't know. And then we went and did the DEXA scan. I remember the first time you met, I didn't look unhealthy. And I remember you even said to me, you're like, <laughs> okay. And then we got the DEX and it was like, oh, your body fat's like, 28% and you've got all this bad fat around your abdomen and, and who knows where else places. And it was like, it was a shock. So, and at the time I was actually thinking I had like sleep apnea because I was snoring and that subsequently changed. So don't want to, don't want to rattle on, but the big takeaway was I was trying to out exercise my ignorant eating habits and I just didn't know. Yeah. And I, I think that's the case with with uh, a lot of people, especially um, intelligent people, smart people, um, you know, especially when it comes to this health angle, I feel that a lot of times they try to do it on their own and they try to kind of like gather information from uh, this source and that source and try to compile something of their own. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're really smart people at the things that they do. But when it does come to this health stuff, um, it is really a fact of not knowing what you don't know. 
And that is actually one of the biggest types of ignorance. It's kind of like this. Like I kind of see it as like, you know, you have the, you know, you have a car, you know, and, and I know you drive a, a very modest car. Um, uh, I forgot. What, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blow up your car spot right now. No, but, I have but, a. I have a, a Palis- Palisade and a, a Telluride. Fantastic cars. The, the Palisade is actually a beautiful car. Much. Yeah, yeah. Palisade is a beautiful car. Uh, I think Conde is actually doing some really cool stuff with uh, their new cars right now. Really cool. Um, but aside from cars, uh, what I what I've realized is that you know a lot of people try to treat themselves as their own auto mechanics. So if they're trying to change their oil, uh, they would actually take it to the auto mechanic. But when it comes to their bodies, they would try to do it on their own. They would actually try to figure it out on their own. When, you know, we are living in the, in the time right now where health can be somewhat complicated, uh, health, especially health when it comes to the individual can be somewhat complicated and fixing it to like one's lifestyle, so, so kudos to you for, for asking for help and, uh, and, and jumping in with two feet in, um, you know, right now, uh, I would say that you've lost about a, almost like a quarter of your body weight, almost a quarter of your body weight. Uh, you've, uh, you've gained a ton of strength inside of the gym. You've all, you basically just made this complete 180 in terms of how you look and how you feel. What exactly are your biggest observations from going through this transformation? Yeah, it, it goes back, not to repeat myself, but it's consistency and discipline. When I talk, I was just at a reunion with my, my family and hadn't seen some of them in a while. And they were all commenting. And what I explained, what's the, I think the most mind boggling or people are blown away is is they're like well how much do you run (laughs) how many hours do you spend a day and i'm like guys i literally work out four days a week for 45 minutes to an hour at most it's never more than that and i have been honest i have been on my rower maybe three times in the 10 months since we started this and maybe the peloton once and it goes back to what i was doing before you know, I had a rower, I had a Peloton, I was going to do all these things. And I don't want to say they're not necessary to each their own. But for me, it's like, guys, I work out four days a week, I take walks, and I try, I'm not perfect, but I try to watch what I eat. And yeah. going back to whether it's job responsibilities, four kids, you can't do it all. You just can't. You have to give certain things. And so if you choose to go to the gym two hours every day, that's fine. You're going to have to give something. And for me, I couldn't. And, you know, kudos to you. I, I'd spent a lot of money on trainers at the gym, gym memberships. So it wasn't like I wasn't investing the money or the time. I just didn't have the path. And I don't know why I, I mean, I don't mean this like why I trusted you. I was just like, let's just, let's just do it. Let's, let's do it. And it's been fantastic. And that's been a big takeaway is it has not been radical changes in my lifestyle. Yes, I've had to watch what I eat, but the time, I haven't had to find time. I've probably used less time working out. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of see it as uh, there's an old aviator rule where if you are just like one degrees off of course, it would actually take you 60 miles away from your target destination. And the thing I realize about uh, working with guys like yourself, really customizing things to your needs and your lifestyles is if you just like throw on, let's just say we tell you to, 
to cut carbs and let's just say we tell you to um, go on the treadmill for like an hour a day kind of thing and and do things that are not necessarily conducive to your lifestyle. Sure, you may get to the outcome, but it'll take you so far away from what you can actually do sustainably that even if you lose the weight, it, it's just a matter of time until you get back to where you were before. And and I'm really about kind of like attain or uh, adhering a a program as close to what your preferences are in terms of how you like to live life, rather than uh, try to like force feed you this uh, this kind of cookie cutter type of way of doing things. Now, you know, of course, there are going to be like compromises, right? You're not going to have Ben and Jerry's. You know, if you love eating like a tub of Ben and Jerry's like every single night, I mean, shit's got to change. Obviously, you know, it's right. not going to be. Yeah, you're not. I mean, there they're going to be have to be some like lifestyle uh, compromises. But overall, if we can attune things to your time and the way that you actually love to live life, that is to me like 60, 70 percent of the battle right there. That's when we have like this ease of uh, automation almost when it comes to your health. And, um, you know, we talked about consistency and discipline. Have you like, what kind of changes? Cause 30 pounds is a lot, man. Like what kind of changes have you seen with, uh, your energy? And, and actually one of the things that we've talked about a lot is your approach to food. Yeah. Well, so not to digress, but someone I'm a big fan of, he's since passed away that I used to read a lot was Clayton Christensen. And he's got this book, everyone should read it. It's called, How Would You Measure Life? And he talks about the importance of certain decisions in our life. And he says, you know, raising kids, like you don't see, first off, kids are going to be independent. There's only so much you can control. But that's not a decision or things you see until later in life. And it's the same thing with health, I think. When you're struggling with decisions that you know the consequences like if you don't show up for work the next day or you don't you know you're stu- don't study for a test those consequences are immediate whereas health that's kind of like a frog boiling in water it yeah. takes time and it's the same thing so what i would say to that like i used to you hit it i used to eat ben and jerry's football season saturday night watching my team crushed a pint every saturday and what it took is it took about six weeks so if i mean totally frank, it took about six weeks to really feel the difference and get to the point where how you feel your body starts to become greater than the satisfaction of unhealthy food. Hmm. And that's still a process. Hmm. 10 months into it, it's not like I've perfected that. You still have that urge, but that's the problem is you go to the gym for one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you're still not there. It wasn't for me until kind of month two that you start really feeling the change, have the energy, and then you can actually weigh the pros and cons of those, in my case, eating decisions. But it's not an instant gratification choice you're making. And that's what's hard is you kind of got to have a two to three month faith that it'll that it'll work out. And then you start seeing the results and you're like, okay, I don't want to turn the ship around, but it takes you a while until you see the ship starting to turn. And I think that's one of the hard things. It's just not a, a, a choice we make where we get instant gratification. But that goes back to my point about exertion is not greater than discipline. Like when we go to the gym and you feel like, oh, I just sweated out. I just crushed it. It's kind of like eating. You feel it immediately. And I think not to be psych, I'm not a psychologist, but I think that's part of it is we're looking for an something instantly to tell us like good job. Whereas with health, it's a long, slow process. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely meant for the people who can uh, delay gratification. And you're right about the boiling frog analogy because, like, people don't go to bed skinny and wake up overweight, right? It, it is literally a years long process to to get them out of shape. And the same thing goes with uh, getting into shape. Sometimes I have to uh, uh, talk to my clients and be like. Uh, and, and God, you know, they mentioned these small little things that seem almost innocuous, but they are huge. So like one of the things that uh, a client said to me is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just don't feel like that much brain fog anymore. And I'm like, by that much, like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, I just I used to have this like afternoon lull where I wouldn't be so focused and I'd need to take a nap. And I just don't like need to take a nap. I can just like go through. And he said he said it so flippantly that I was just like, dude. That's huge. Like that is that is a yeah. massive change. And then people don't realize these like these huge changes that they start to experience in their bodies, especially when it comes to their productivity, their energy, uh, even like the way that they look at food. Um, they don't they don't realize these changes until you actually have to point it out to them. And even then, when you point it out to them, they don't see it as important when, un- until you actually start to think about the compounding nature of health and the compounding nature of health is the sense that, hey, if you don't have brain fog for a good two to three hours of the day, compound that by 365 days by the rest of your life. Right. How, how, much does that, how much does that amount to you? How much does that cost? How much is that investment? So, so th- to me, it's like health is the ultimate compound interest. You can't necessarily see it when it happens. It's one of those like things where you wake up one day and you're like, oh, crap. Uh, it's either you're healthy or actually unhealthy kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, I'll say sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in. One yeah. one other thing, though, that did help me about this delayed gratification that I changed up was, you know, when I lived in New York City, I used to go to the gym at night. Yeah, And now yeah. I live in the suburbs. And for a whole host of reasons, I started going early. And sometimes, you know, I'm there at 530 when it opens, which that's hard. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's easier nine months into it. But what I will say is when you go to the gym earlier, it's not hanging over your head. It's not like a to-do list. And then I feel the benefits of it throughout the day. And that helps me with my eating because I'm like, hey, I feel good. I put myself in a good state. I don't want to disrupt that. Whereas before, I would go to the gym and then go to the go to bed and I didn't really feel the benefit of it. I was sleeping. Mm. So that was the other probably big change. Well, that is a big change that I made. What does that benefit look and feel like to you when you work out in the morning? Oh, it's awesome. I used to think, who can lift weights at six in the morning? And again, it's 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 kind of like your diet. Mm. The first week, two weeks, it's hard, but you just got to do it. And then the other thing I've learned is, you know, people are like, I'm not a morning person. It's like, no one that goes to bed at one at night or one in the morning is a morning person. It's about, I kind of had to say like my day starts when I go to sleep. So just being disciplined, going to bed. I don't want to make this sound like I've turned into a robot. I, I've not, but I've just, I feel so much better when I fall asleep with a nine handle, meaning like in the nines versus tens or elevens. Yeah. I'm up 530 and then I feel like I've crushed my day and fitness feels great. It's not like, I got to check the box before I finish my day. Let's let's go into this whole idea where you actually said I'm not like a robot, right? Because when people look at say someone like you who has these habits, he works out in the morning, goes to sleep really early, he uh, controls the foods that go into his mouth. You 
would be called a robot. Right? Like yeah, that's probably fair. No, it's I mean that's not no, fair. But how ridiculous is that though? Like how yeah. that is so I mean, what kind of society do we live in? Where well, where you are actually being almost like I, I would not say shamed, but maybe a little bit like for for living like a normal human being. Yeah, well, it's kind of like not to get into here. I, you know, I'm, I've shared with you, I'm a person of faith. Yeah, and I view it's similar. Where like, let's stick with the health. The robotic perception gives me freedom. Mm. Like I'm free. Uh, I just again, I went to this reunion with my family and I'm the oldest one there in my forties. And, you know, I don't want to say I want to play tons of basketball, but I'm moving around like I'm was when I was 20. And so, so I have those freedoms. So again, it goes back to the point earlier, you can't have it all. Mm. You've just got to make choices. And so, yeah, I guess some of those things I do that appear robotic lead to other freedoms and abilities that are worth it. Yeah, it's like Jocko Willing says, uh, discipline is freedom. And yeah. uh, the the discipline that you have from delaying gratification, which is like, say, uh, actually working out in the morning so you can have energy later on in the day and actually like appetite control, controlling the, th- the foods that go into your mouth, uh, sleeping the way that you are and getting the amount of sleep that you need, it leads to this physical freedom that you have with your body and your mind as well the ability to focus, the ability to play this game of basketball uh, as, as hard as you want. Um, and, and to me, that's like ultimate freedom. So, you know, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, what are some tips? Let's just say like you're talking to Chris Bailey from uh, 2021 before he's about to jump into this uh, particular program. What kinds of things would you say to him in order to get his ass off the couch and to get him started on uh, this health journey. Oh, yeah, I think, and I think this was a product for me of COVID. You know, with COVID, I ended up spending a lot more time at home. You know, I always aimed to have spend time with my kids, but in the past, I was always in the city five days a week. And so I had, I had two years where I pretty much worked remotely. And when that happened, before that, a lot of times, whether it was commuting or in the office, kind of thought, oh, well, what if? But it was like, I realized it. So with COVID, I really created almost a pie where I said, how do I, de- what is true wealth? I said, how do I define wealth? And I actually wrote that down here and I broke wealth down into time, financial, mental, call it mental, spiritual, money, and relationships. Hmm. Frog and boiling water. Everyone wants to do the things to earn money or make a living or provide for the family. But I kind of realized if I don't have my health, what's everything else for? You know, and I don't want to get into relationships and time, but those were all things that I thought about as this holistic pie that you're trying to balance. And so to me, true freedom, improved mental health, improved ability to function in your job, to be a better father all stemmed from me deciding to get into shape because I've, well, again, one of the other takeaways, I've always said this in my life was, and I'm not, I'm a little wired that it's easier for this said, this is what I'm going to say is easier said than done because the way I'm wired, but we want to control the controllables in life and the uncontrollables. It's easy to say, don't worry about them, but like, you can't, you can't fix that. And so I said to myself, you know, it's kind of like Chris, 
you've got these four little kids. Maybe you get some form of cancer, you get hit by a bus, there's something out of your control. But don't you dare put your health in jeopardy such that in your 50s, 60s, that whenever it is, you can't function with them, you're not there for them. And so that was my big, my big catalyst. Mm. And even I've talked a lot about this with my wife, where you know, when I talk to friends or family, it's like, well, I've got kids, I don't have time. And I said, look, you have to make time because if you don't make time, your longevity and ability to sustain being active, chasing your kids around, doing everything is going to get harder and harder. If you get yourself in shape physically and mentally, you're going to have the stamina, the energy, the mind fog is gone to be a better parent. And I think that's what you got to understand. You got to say, you know what? Nope. I'm taking my 45 minutes this morning and that's what I need to do for everyone's benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, to take it a step further, um, you know, going back to the tweet, which was, uh, I think it was um, saying, you know, everyone would die for their families, but uh, how many people would actually be willing to get healthy for their families? And one of the things that comes to mind when it got, when it comes to that particular tweet is the short term, which is what you were talking about, the the energy, the presence, the lack of brain fog, uh, the ability to have presence with your family, um, especially when you're done after a long day of work. But also, there is the idea that you're controlling the controllables and helping yourself avoid the things that can be prevented. So, Things like disease, uh, you know, if you, you know, God forbid, you could have for, you could have actually prevented this from happening, and you didn't give yourself the chance to do that. What happens as a result? Your kids, it starts to take a toll on your kids. Your wife start, has to start to take care of you. Your who knows? Like you don't want your children to grow up without a father. Things of that nature, just taking it that that much further. This is what I mean by getting healthy for your kids. It's uh, it's putting yourself in a position where you're going to be there in full energy, full presence, uh, full mind to be able to to be able to not just like raise them, but to be there for them as long as humanly possible. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's a huge one for me. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, what are there any other tips that uh, that have made this process easier for you or that you have learned along the way that, that you can impart, uh, say, Chris Bailey from 2021? Yeah, I, I don't want to repeat myself. I've said a lot of them, but I'll say one thing, and this is maybe something you can help people with. Because there's all, because what I've, again, I, some of my fact check me and tell me I'm incorrect, but I think there's a also a correlation between wealth, like phys, you know, financial wealth, I keep saying physical, I don't know why I say that, financial wealth and health. And so for yes. people who are poorer, it's harder. So maybe it's something you can solve and help for. But one of the things that's been very helpful for me is being able to, as I worked with you, is turn my brain off. And I'll give you an example. So Monday, I'm here out of town with family. I'm at the gym and I ran to my brother-in-law. And he goes, what are you working out today, Chris? You know, like what body parts? And I was like, bro, I have no idea. I'm doing schedule A, you know, <laughs> meaning like, I'm just doing schedule A, you know, I yeah. do A, B, C, D. And, <laughs> and so the ability to turn off my brain, I have to make so many decisions daily, weekly. And again, maybe that sounds silly. People go to the gym or like, but for a whole host of people, 
they don't, you know, I'm not, well, I got to say this delicately, but here's where there's one safe space allowed, Mm. the gym. Mm. The true safe space should be the gym where people should go and not feel ashamed and embarrassed. But again, I've talked about food ignorance. People step into the gym and there's no, there's total gym ignorance. Mm. And so the ability to help people turn off their brains and just follow a program for me has been huge. And so that's whether that's helping people with their food, what, what to eat, what not, or, you know, what's good, better, best. And just schedules, I think is hugely helpful because I've been able to just go into the gym and turn off my brain. And and I'm not process-oriented in other spe- aspects of my life, but with this, it's been awesome because I just, I follow the process and I don't really think. And I think that yeah. would be invaluable for so many people. Yeah, 100%. It's, so we don't realize how many decisions that we make uh, when we, let's just say even eat. Uh, people make 100. So there's actually been a study where people make 100 decisions a day based on the things that they are eating um, and add this to someone going into the gym with no program and, and nothing to actually do. And he's just, should I do this machine? Oh. Should I do that machine? There, there is freedom and actually just having something laid out for you and just being like, do A, do B, do C, do this many sets, do this many reps, go back home, you know, chill with your family. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie. I, I do the exact same thing for myself. You know, I even have physical coaches. I have people that are coaching me. I have people that are coaching me in business, telling me what to do without necessarily me having to think. And I think one of the other things is also just like using someone else's uh, brain to help you avoid the mistakes that that they have made over the course of like decades. And that to me is like, it's just like genius. You know, yeah. you're, you're basically just investing in, in the absence of mistakes rather than having to go through it and, and make it on your own. So one, one really, uh, actually a distinct question I wanted to ask you is, you know, you're, you're very much, um, working in the hedge fund field. Uh, you work with a lot of money. Have you noticed any similarities between, uh, either fitness and diet and, and money? Oh, I have, I'm sure if I sat here and thought about that for 30 minutes, I'd come back to you with, uh, an answer. Let me just totally unrelated. Let's just talk about money. I think what I've noticed in life, and again, there's other people that might be wrong, but a lot of people that I've known that have created really strong financial wealth, it's been a slow, long, lifelong process, similar to what we've talked about our physical health. Mm. It's not an instant gratification overnight. Yes, there's a few of those but we always want to focus on that it's kind of like you know it's like saying i play basketball well there's only a few lebron james or other people making that kind of money a lot of people play basketball don't make money so that that's the one comparison i would make just generally speaking again that's Mm -hmm. my opinion other people may disagree but yeah it's it's even people who have built the businesses you hear about the success and they're like well, let's go back 25 years ago when I was like scraping by or I had some setbacks. We just focus on the success stories or the final ultimate success. And so that, that's the comparison I would make with mm. physical and financial independence is it is a process. It's not overnight. It's not always a straight line, but you've just got to be be patient and be disciplined. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, the whole idea that like financial health is a process. It's not an event. 
getting in shape is a process. It's not an event. There is no end to these things. It's just you keep on going and you keep on showing up and you keep on building uh, every single day and you just focus on that process. Um, okay, so just to take this in uh, a little bit of a similar situation. So, you know, we've been talking about this. Um, you know, we we kind of see that uh, there could be a possible like looming recession and you know you've uh, you've made some moves to kind of uh, create some stability for your family uh, based on uncertain times. Um, you know you you essentially help a lot of people with uh, their finances. Um, for the people who are listening to this particular uh, podcast, do you have any suggestions for them and how to protect themselves and keep themselves financially healthy uh, during these uncertain times? Yeah, so let me just speak generally because. You know, there's a lot of regulation or, you know, tape around, you know, me speaking about finance, giving my industry. And, you know, I don't want to be here speaking on behalf of my firm or anything. But let's just talk again. This is going to be very basic. People might think this is just boring answers. But, you know, recessions, sometimes they're easy, hard to predict. Who knows? But it all goes back to just discipline. Again, whether it's financial, physical. By the time the recession's here, I hate to say it, but it's kind of it's kind of late. It's kind of like you get the doctor's results. You can't go back in time and fix your health. It's just the fact. But so for anyone younger or just, I, I guess it doesn't have to be younger, you got to make the decision. Are you going to be disciplined to live within your means? Are you going to spend less than you make? Invest in what you know. Like we've had this conversations. Like people always want to ask me about crypto stocks bonds whatever and i my advice is always you have a skill like you you know your your business your fitness monetize your skill turn that into an annuity you know meaning a frequent cash flow for yourself invest in what you know and and live below your means kind of like you were talking to me about my cars right like i've just i've chosen to live the way i live i mean we go way down a deep hole of a lot of details of this, but high level for the purpose of this, it's, are you going to be financially disciplined to not stretch, not live above your means? Like I'll give you an example. It's like, everyone's like mortgage rates were so low, right? They're not anymore, but most people go and whether the mortgage rate is 2% or 6%, a lot of people just go buy as much home as the broker or whoever tells them they can afford. It's not like people are like, oh, mortgage rates are low. Let me buy a cheaper house. And in fact, usually what happens is home prices explode when the cost of borrowing is is cheap. So there's no free lunch, but you still have a big monthly payment you're trying to make. So th- that's that's really it. At the end of the day, I just realized I had the mouse there. At the end of the day, to me, the best investment you can make is the ability to sleep well at night. That's it. And once you do that, whatever. If you want to go YOLO something or spec, whatever. But put yourself in a position to sleep well at night, and that's usually discipline. So I don't know. I guess the theme of this is just discipline, but that's that's what I would say. It's control what you can control because the recession, you may or may not control it. What you can control is if you've saved you've invested frugally, you're not stretched. That's what you can control. I love that. I love that. And with that, uh, we are going to close this podcast. I think, um, you know, the biggest lessons 
that I've gotten from our conversations that we've had together and our time that we've had is control the controllables, um, focus on the disciplines. And, uh, and also just, you know, it, it is a lot about, uh, the delayed gratification or the skill of actually delaying gratification for yourself when it comes to health, when it comes to your finances. Uh, so Chris just want to thank you for very much for coming on this podcast. Do you want people to find you? <laughs> I know we talked about, I want to, I'm trying to push you to be a, a little bit more public because I think you're a fantastic speaker, but you know, like, um, do you want people to find you and, uh, you know, do, are you looking for any kind of like new clients or business or you kind of just like set with what you're doing right now? Yeah. With what I do, I don't really find the clients. My, 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 my work's a little bit different. Um, I, I work with people who have the clients, yeah. uh, but no, I, I mean, in terms of podcasting again, whether my firm allows me to do that, my, my wife and some people have been telling me forever to, to do it, but you know, I don't want to be, beat myself up, but I'm sometimes I'm like, what do I have to offer? Right. Like oh. there's tons of tons of smart people and you know, it's a lot of work and exposing yourself and maybe one yeah. day, but uh, I don't know, maybe we can have a 20 minute side conversation about how to be found another time. But right now I'm doing okay. A hundred percent. Only open that box when you are completely sure that you want to open that box. Sure. Uh Yeah. Cause you, cause uh, you know, after you open the box, then it's kind of like, you just can't close it up anymore. You go, you got to go full force, but I'll always be here to help. So Chris, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you for, you know, if I'll just say last plug, thank you for all you've done. And really, like I've said, I've had trainers, I've done gyms. We've never met in person, but the results, you know, speak, speak for yourself. You got a picture of my back, you know, the, <laughs> the, the then and then and now. So, you yeah. know, I appreciate all you've done for me and uh, given me the, the process where I can turn my brain off and just follow and I've gotten the results. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. All right. Talk soon. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to The Dan Go Show. We have some amazing episodes coming your way, so make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. If you're already subscribed and today's episode hit home for you, please share this episode with some that you know who'd benefit from listening. Take care and see you every week on your favorite podcasting app.